All right, we're up to Daf Kufid Gimel Amr Aleph, 113a. We are up to the second line, the Amr Lei Rab Leravasti. We're continuing on. Today's Daf is going to keep focusing on instructions that parents told their children or Rabbeim instructed their Tamidim messages in life, uh, both uh, for a person's emotional stability, mental stability, and financially. Uh, some, uh, some good ideas business-wise. So here we go. Good morning, Rab Simcha. We're up to the second line. We're about to start Kofir Gimel. Diyamar le Rab le Ravasi, Rab says to Ravasi, le Sadra Mosad, le Tzonif Ba Don't live in a city where horses don't neigh. Okay? Velay Navach Bakalba, and don't live in a city if dogs do not bark there. Why not? Why shouldn't I live in such a place? The answer is, as is proven, a person that has a security system on their home, even if you have a sign out in front, deters the thieves. And therefore, if thieves come to a city and they hear horses neighing and dogs barking, that is going to keep them away. All right? So make sure you're in a town that has security systems. I find this to be fascinating. Uh, I don't want to get too involved in what I'm thinking. But basically, the Rashbam explains, don't live in a city where the leaders are doctors because they're scared of everything. All right? And uh, they're never going to get their job done because they're going to stay indoors the whole day. Valtinsev Tarti. Also, don't marry two wives. When a person marries two wives, and this is connected to the laws of Lashon Hara, something is considered private until three people know about it. Once three people know about it, it's already considered like the public know about it. If a person has two wives, they both end up not liking you, and they may conspire against you. Therefore, if you do have two wives, eat nisav tarti, if you did marry two wives, nisiv tlas, marry a third. You know why? Because three women ain't keeping a secret. That's not the way it's working. And if, and, and if they, they want to conspire against you, one of them is going to spill the beans. In other words, one wife is enough. Why? Because otherwise you're asking for tsaris, which interestingly in the Gemara Nivamas, as we know, wives are called tsaris, right? That's their call to each other. Amalei, Rav, Rav Gahana, Rav said to Rav Gahana, Better to turn over an animal than to be tricked with words. Zucked the Mepharshim like this. What does that mean? What it means is like this. It's better to be an honest, have a good name, and be an honest, smelly tanner than to be a crooked, clean uh, work. Well, I'm not going to give an, a, you know, an, an example, whatever it is. Some people say, oh, I'm a professional. I'm a professional. I have this. I have this amount of years of education. It's better for a person to be known with a good name and have a dirty job than somebody to have a bad name in a clean job. If you, keep, if you say something, keep your word. And also, it's better to take a job, uh, a low-paying job, a minimum-wage job, than to rely on people for handouts like Tema Kahana and on you should never say Rav says Rav Kahana don't say oh I'm Rav Kahana I'm a big rabbi the Gabba Rabba no I'm a Choshva guy the Sonny Bay Milsa it's not becoming of me to be working uh, you know sweeping the streets that's not my uh, no if that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you and you need to make money right now that's what you should be doing that's what you gotta do rather than rely on handouts Salk Le'igra Sharutach Behadach beautiful beautiful idea and this is as follows it's better to take a job that pays less and is closer to home, that is on the ground, than to have to go up on the roof. Meaning like, you're always traveling across the globe and schlepping around, and make sure you always have food with you as well. Ma'akari b'ma'azuzah, 
even if food is very cheap and it's not too expensive, you can afford it, tuti chave, it's kedai to always keep a little bit of food with you. Okay? If you, in other words, wherever you go, even if it's a short distance, make sure that you are protected and you have, uh, you have enough for your next meal. Don't take medicine too often. All right? Don't, get too, don't take medicine too often. Besides for the fact that it could lead to addiction, more importantly, there's a reason why medicine is medicine, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't, it fights against the body. Hashem didn't put it into your body, okay? So it's not good to, to bring too much medicines into your body, obviously, unless you need it for healing. But like Tishvar Nagra, also don't take, this literally means don't jump over a river. This is actually referring to Gemara and Brachas. The Gemara and Brachas tells us that when a person takes large steps, they lose their eyesight, okay? So a person shouldn't jump over a river, but like Sakar Kacha, and also don't pull out a tooth. Very interesting thing, um, which apparently applies even until recently. There's a whole discussion about this. Um, it seems from various Gemaras that as much as people tell us to remove our teeth because there's, there's a toothache, teeth, a, a tooth can regenerate itself and heal itself over time. Some of the Mepharshim explained that this is, some of the current Paiskim explained that back then, this is a, it's only because of the way that they removed teeth back then, it was mamisha sakana. It was a big danger. They didn't have the, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like a, an act of medicine. It wasn't done by a dentist. And therefore, even though you're in such pain, they would say, live with a little bit of pain than to go through the way it was extracted. But nowadays, when it's done as a medicinal uh, procedure, it's permitted. Do not mess with a snake, with a snake, and do not mess with an arami. The rabbis learned in so shall we. Okay, those two things, those two categories, are people that are very difficult, and a snake is very difficult to get away from, to calm down. Tan Rabban and the rabbis learned, and so shall we. Here we go. Three categories, you should not make them upset at you. Be very careful for these to get upset at you. A young non-Jew, a young snake, and a young student. Very important message for Rabbeim. Listen to this. My time, why a young guy, a young snake, a young student says the Gemara because they have a long life of hatred against you ahead of them. Yeah, they, you never know what's going to happen with this kid. You have a Rebbe who picks on a kid in class. <laughs> what if that Rebbe, what if that kid is, ends up being your employer in 30 years? You know what I mean? What, who, you, that snake who you're messing with or that young non-Jew that you're messing with could be an anti-Semite for the next 80 years. In other words, you shouldn't do this to anybody. Okay, but particularly, says the Brisa, when people are younger and according to nature they have more time to hurt, you have to be even more careful. As we say, Chachamein of the Raisha. Yeah, a wise person's got his, head, his eyes on his head. You're thinking in the long term. Amar Lei, Rav Ivu Brei, Rav said to Ivu his son, Tarchi Bach Milsa. I tried teaching you Torah, I tried teaching you Gemara, but it ain't working. So, therefore, if we're not going to focus on Limura Tire right now, and you're not cut out to sit and learn in Kylo, I'm going to teach you some business. I'm going to get you involved in some business. All right, here we go. Here's his business advice. Adhola Akarich Zvinozav. 
when you're sitting on your knees, while you're still sitting, go make a sale. This is very, very interesting. And what this means is that a lot of things in the world, a lot of merchandise are trendy. They look good because that's what society wants at that moment. If you buy something, for example, you have people who are selling masks now. A year ago, a little over a year ago, no one cared for that. It was not a big, I'm sure it was not a big money maker. And in a few months, there's a good chance no one's gonna care anymore either way, okay? People are already moving away from it a little bit, right? So, um, while, what are you waiting for? The price to go up? You buy something, resell it as soon as you can. Yeah, you might end up selling, selling some things and regretting it because the price went up in a month. Trust me in the big picture. Better to be conservative, buy it, sell it. Bar Except for wine. Wine, particularly, he says, get out of there because wine can always turn to vinegar. And particularly things that, that don't have a shelf life, make sure that as soon as you, as you purchase it, to resell it. Shri Kisach Pesach Sakach. Also, first open your register, your cash register, and take in your customer's money, and then first take in the money and then give the goods. Don't live your business off of credit, where I'm gonna give you the merchandise first and then open my purse to take in the money. First, you take the money, you know, and then, uh, and then they, they, they say a joke. There's a, there's a magazine that's selling boats. So in, a, so in Alta Yid, uh, writes, uh, you know, a, a catalog. You know, they're selling boats. So there's an Alta Yid, and he he, uh, he sends a letter to the manufacturer who sent them the catalog. He says, send me a boat, and if the boat's any good, I'll send you a check. So he gets a response. A few days later, he gets a mail back. Send us a check. If the check's any good, we'll send you the boat. Right? First, you take the check. First, make sure you got the money before you, you put out your goods. And it's better to have a kav on the ground than a core from the roof. A core is a lot more than a kav, but this is referring to on the ground means in your back pocket. On the roof is a little further away. Better to have money in your pocket, a dollar in your pocket, than $10 coming in. You can't do anything with $10 coming in. As the other joke goes, there was a, there was a break into the UJA Federation and the thieves got away with $150 million in pledges. There you go. <laughs> you got away with pledges, right? So what is that gulnish? What's a pledge? Nothing. Better have a dollar in your back pocket than uh, more coming in. Tamra, uh, tamra a date, bechaluzach, in your basket, lebesudna rahit, and you should go run to the beer makers who produce date beer. In other words, if you have dates, make sure to sell them to the right destination and people who need it. Ba'ad kama, and how much should you sell them? Even if it's three so, even if it's a few, it just means even a few bucks, right? If you're making a few bucks, better to make small deals and over the course of time, uh, build up a person's enterprise. Um, Rav Papa says, uh, Rav Papa, by the way, as Gamar is going to teach us, his business was selling date beer. If I wouldn't have made beer, I would not have become rich. Some say, It was Rav who says, If I wouldn't have produced beer, I wouldn't have become rich. Says the Gemara, my Sudana, what's unique about beer? It is, a, it is a beautiful secret, and also it is chesed. Okay, now what's the message of this? This is fascinating. What Rav Papa or Rav Chista are saying is, 
it's worthwhile getting involved in, in a business that not only do you make an income, but it's also helpful to people. Beer, as the Mepharshim explained over here, was their beer, Rav Papa's beer, Rav Chista's beer, would heal the body, would make the body stronger. And they're saying it's such a beautiful thing that we have the merit to be in an industry that not only do we have financial income, but it's a type of industry that's helpful to people's health. Basically what the Gemara is letting us know is when we're choosing a occupation, it's worthwhile to try to involve ourselves in an occupation that's helpful to, uh, to society. Amr of Papa, Papa says, Kol agav boy. This is very gishmak. Yes, business is a way of life. Yes, we need to earn a living. But guess what? It, there's also a lot of stress. And therefore, if you build people, you should know there's stress that comes with building people. You don't know what's coming in. Kol agav boy. Every bill needs to be collected on eventually. Kol ashray and every credit, you never know if it's coming in. There's a lot of outside worries that come in business besides for the sale itself. And guess what? Even if it does come in, it doesn't necessarily come in all at one time. Yeah, you, you lend on credit to somebody and it's $1,000 and they say, you say, pay me back, I can pay you 50 bucks. I'll pay you 50 bucks for the next, uh, you know, who knows how long. Okay, just get ready for it. That's basically where a papa is saying, said three things, name of, your, of the people of Yerushalayim. To war. Don't go first, go out last. Why? Not because you're scared. Rather, because uh, this way you'll be able to go back to your protection first. What the Gemara is saying is, if a person's ever putting themselves into a matzav of sakana, into a situation of danger, have a game plan, have a backup plan. All right? Have a backup plan. Don't be a coward. We're not talking about being a coward. Have a backup plan. Make sure you know, you know the, the fastest way out. And better to not have fancy foods on Shabbos and to eat cereal and milk. You should have Cheerios and milk rather than to take tzedakah. Tysus over here is something very, very interesting. Tysus says that that um, this is the third Tysus. Very short. This that we said in the second parak of Be'ah. He says, why? Tysus is bothered. We know Hashem pays for all Shabbos expenses. <clears throat> so why not? Why not uh, uh, spend money on Shabbos? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to pay back. So Tysus says, that's only if you have. If you have, but uh, th then you should take it back. Now it seems from over here is that th what's, what's going on over here is that it's permitted to take a loan this is the discussion in Be'ah. It's permitted to take a loan for Shabbos expenses because Hashem will pay it back. But to rely on charity is then you're dependent on other people and that is never healthy for anybody. If you're going to get involved in business, make sure that person is in a mazel dikashua, as we say. It's a mazel dikashua. The guy, mazel seems to be shining down on that person. That guy overall seems to be successful. He's not just a quick talker. And th those are the, you know, that's the right time to get involved in business. Shlai said three things in the name of people, of the men of Yerushalayim. The men of Yerushalayim means the Tamidecham. A person should not, should be careful when they go out into their private gardens on how we dress, how we act, how we look. We might say, oh, it's my private backyard. I could go out 
in my own tibgachkas. You know, I can go out uh, dressed however I want. No, because of the Ma'ase Shehoya. Right? We know the story of David and Bathsheba. Uh, the Mepharshim explained to us was, David noticed Bathsheba in her backyard, and that's how the whole story of the Avera uh, started. So a person should be careful, even within their own semi-private areas uh, of, of, how we, um, of how we dress. If your daughter is of marriageable age, back then it was the age of 12, nowadays we know it's older, but as soon as your daughter becomes a marriageable age, it's worthwhile looking for a shidduch and not being too picky, even if it means freeing your Eved Kanani, who ultimately ends up being Jewish, and you might say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I don't think he's the best guy out there. It's better to have your daughter married off than for her to uh, go through the worry and the weight. And be careful between the relationship of your wife and your first son-in-law. My time, why should I be careful? Rav Chista says, either because of Arias, because of immorality. Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana says, because uh, you guys might end up spending uh, too much money on that first chasna. You're getting a little too excited for, uh, for this kid who's coming into your family that you didn't go through the Tsar Gidl Bonamon. You know, I... So therefore, it's the best thing since shop liver. Says the Gemara, and by the way, you got to be careful for both of these reasons. Amr Abiyachin says, There are three who will end up in Ailam Haba. Three, peop- three categories of people are guaranteed to go to Ailam Haba. So a person lives in Ailam a person who raises their children and sends them to a Tyradic school. You raise your children to study Tyradic. A person makes Abdullah on wine on Matzei Shabbos. Maihi. Okay. What is this whole, what's this thing? I'm making Abdullah on Matzei Shabbos. The Meshire Mikidusha Le Avdalta. This is referring to a person who leaves over wine from Kiddush to Abdullah. To leave over, even if it's the smallest drop. From Kiddush, um, and uh, you, you dafka, the Rashbam explains, you dafka don't complete the entire cup, you leave a little bit for, uh, for Havdalah. Okay. Um, the, the, there's some other explanations on this, which is that it's referring to if a person only has enough wine for one of these mitzvahs to be a Talmud Chacham enough, to be learned enough and educated enough to know how to use your wine. For example, I need to make Kiddush, I need to make Abdullah. I only have three ounces of wine, I only have one Revius. So what do I do? So if we're educated, we'll know to do the following thing. Kiddush could technically be made on bread, right? So I'll say, oh, I can fulfill both mitzvahs, but you only know to do that chap if you study halacha, and you know what the, what the options are. Okay, so a person who does the benefit of Habba, a person who leaves over wine for that, is referring to somebody who spends their time uh, learned in halacha. There are three tzaddikim who HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls out to every day. On a person who is not married and therefore has no place to, uh, you know, for their... For their, uh, um, for their sexual desires to go, and they still don't sin that day. So Baruch Hu calls out that this person 
who's you know who has so many options to sin and witnesses all these uh, all these opportunities. This person, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, holds in very high regard. And also for a poor person who finds something, who finds something and has all the desires in the world to keep that because, ooh, I can really use this hundred bucks. I can use it so badly. And he still goes and returns it to the owner again. This ani, this poor person, is overcoming a tremendous yetsuhara, overcoming a tremendous desire. And also on a usher, a wealthy person, who gives meiser uh, bitzina, who gives meiser with modesty and doesn't uh, only give because it's going to make uh, the big news. Rav Safra, Rava Kadar Bekrachavi. Rav Safra was a single guy who lived in a, uh, lived in a big city. Tani Tarkamei the Rav of Rav Safra. Top of Omer Beis. Here we go. So there was a Tana who taught Brises. And he taught this, uh, this brysa that we said, that because Barco holds a, a uh, single man who doesn't sin that day in, in, in uh, high regard. So we put him there So the traffic got very excited. Not about you. It's talking about They were ushpechei. They were cobblers in Eretz Yisrael. And they sat, or they, you know, they always had women around them. And they would make women's shoes. And they would, uh, these women would try to court them. Um, and they would, they, they, you know, they turned away. They showed they weren't interested. And the, therefore the women, um, when they would talk to each other, their refrain became, I swear in the name of these important rabbis who are so careful about even uh, in, in how they, you know, in how they look at us. Okay. There's three categories of people. Baruch Hu loves Mishin Akayas, a person who refrains from anger, doesn't get angry. Mishin Mishtakar, a person who doesn't get drunk. Mishin Imamun Abi Daisov, and a person who's not Maimun Abi Daisov, a person who's, as we say in, in uh, Yiddish, a person able to fargin. And as we say in English, a person is able to brush it off. All right? Somebody hurts me, somebody does something bad, and very often, unfortunately, it's the people who are closest to who cause us the most pain. And they say something, they do something, and we, we move on. The three categories of people that HaKadosh Baruch Hu despises. A person who's a backstabber. You pretend you're somebody's, we pretend we're somebody's friend, and then we talk behind the back. A person who's able to testify on behalf of somebody to help them out. And I say, no, it's none of my business. I'm not getting involved. I could help you, but I'm not going to go testify on your behalf. And a person who sees his friend involved in immorality and goes and tells people when it's not in Bezdin. What are you going and talking about that for? For what purpose? Okay? Well, what purpose? Well, what are you getting by it? Is, are you helping the person? Is the person going to get a kapara in Bezdin? No, what are you going to Zigud came and testified against him in front of Rav Papa. He came alone. Nagde Lezigud. You hear this famous Gemara. Rav Papa gave Malchus to Zigud, who came and snitched. Omar Leh, here's the famous refrain. You ready? Zigud, who came and snitched, said to Rav Papa, 
Tovya Chata Vizigud Mangid. I love this. Yeah, this is a very yeshivish uh, thing. It's a very yeshivish thing. Tovya did the did the uh, immorality, and Zigud is going to get the clap. Omar Leir, Papa says, you better believe it. In the Chseva Yakim Nechav Ish. Yeah, who are you opening a big mouth for? You one person. One person. It's just Lashon Hara. You're the one coming directly in front of me. Therefore, shame Rabbi Alma The only thing that anybody is gaining here is that you're that you that you're putting a slander against somebody else, and therefore you think you're being a tzaddik. Really, you're the one who's worthy of lashes. Amar Shobar Yisroch Amar Rav. Shobar Yisroch says in the name of Rav, Mutter Lisanaisa. This is very interesting, which is that even though you're not allowed to tell people and go spread lashon hara. Which, by the way, Lashon Hara means when something's true. So it is true. You saw it. Yeah, you know it's true. Uh, if it's not Lashon Hara, if it's not true, it's called Maitzi Shemra. Okay? Um, so, Shobi Yitzhak says, you're not going to talk about it, but you're allowed to believe that this person did the Avera and to hate the fact that they're sinning. Shemra, as it says, Ki hamar you see a, don- a donkey of a person you hate. Crouching, my sine, what does it mean that person you hate? Either Masaminach, even means you hate, oh, this guy's not Jewish. No, but Tanya Sine Shamrak, Shine Chabera, Vilay Sine Nach, you just go hate a non Jew, whatever. What are you talking about over here? We're dealing with the Yiddish Yigat. So we're certainly dealing with somebody who's hating another Jew. Me, sorry, Lemisne, you're never allowed to hate another Jew. Yeah, when I was in high school, I got, uh, I got sent out of class. My father was the Menahel, was the Rosh Masifta of Neri Israel. I got sent out of uh, general studies class for laughing. I was laughing. The kid was being silly. So I got, I got sent out for laughing. Okay. So my father said, nope, you got to go ask Mechila for the teacher. I said, why? So my father said, because it's disrespectful. So I said, I hate the teacher anyway. So my father said, you're not allowed to hate him. He's Jewish. So I said, but I do. He said, you're not allowed to. So I said, so what do you, what do you want from me? My father said, go to the soda machine, buy him a soda. Buy, he tells me, buy your teacher a soda. When you give your teacher something, you'll start liking him. <laughs> so he told, I have to give my teacher something so I can start, so, I don't, so I'm not over that fear of hating my teacher. You're not allowed to hate another Jew. What a cup Mishagaz is this. You're not allowed to hate another Jew. I'd rather deal with the case where you have witnesses. Who said about this person that he's doing averus? If if there's a if there's a coil out there, if there's if there's a psak against the person that he's a balavera, then the um, then uh, uh, you're allowed to hate that person. Says the Gemara, that's not true either. That's not you, right? Anybody else who who knows about this uh, transgressor also is going to call hatred. Why do I say? Why does it say? Oh, if you see somebody that you hate. The, and, and the donkey's crouching under the burden. If we're dealing with Stam, a known Balavera, what do you mean you hate? It should be somebody that's, that's say, somebody who's permitted to hate, the donkey's crouching under the burden, still permitted to, you're still obligated to help him. Rather, the situation is like we said, I saw as one witness this guy doing an act of immorality. So I'm personally permitted to have a hatred towards that Balavera. Okay, and as we know from the Gemara Brachas, you're supposed to hate the sin, not the sinner. That's really what, what we're uh, referring to here as well. But, you know, you're allowed to have those feelings um, individually. You're not allowed to spread that to others if you're only one witness. And Rachel Yitzhak says, Mitzvah, listen, I say, there's a Mitzvah, Shinemar, Yiras, Hashem, 
Sinoisra, the, the, the sign of a Yorei Shemayim is somebody who, who despises uh, exposure to sin. Amar Ravachabri, the Rav, the Ravashi, my Lememorle, the Rabbe, the Nisne. What is the halacha? Um, if somebody does an Avera, am I supposed to tell my Rebbe? Okay? Am I supposed to tell my Rebbe um, what's going on? Okay? Now, the, um, we're referring to the Rebbe of the, of the Baal Avera. Okay? So, Omar Lehi, if he knows that the Rebbe is going to trust him like two witnesses, which means the Rebbe is going to do something about it. It's permitted. If not, not. As we tell our kids, the difference between telling a parent and tattling to a parent, what's the difference? Right? Tati, Shmerel pinched me. Is that Lashon Hara about your sibling or not? What's the difference between telling and tattling? The difference between telling and tattling is telling a parent or a teacher or telling uh, 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 somebody in authority is when you're trying to help the person. If you're merely saying it to the parent, teacher, authority, whatever it is, because you want to get that other person in trouble, that's tattling. Are you trying to help the person or hurt the person, right? So if it's going to help this person because the Rebbe is going to believe you like two people and do something about it, it's permitted to open your mouth. Otherwise, it's just tattling. What are you doing? What are you, what are you spreading these negative words for? All right. Let's keep going. Tan Rabban, the rabbis learned, so shui, shloi shechayim, enum chayim. There's three people whose lives are not lives. Rachmanim, varashchanim, vanani adas. People who have too much mercy. Too much mercy. They can never live for themselves. Everybody's going to just tug at their heartstrings. They're going to be pulled in every direction. Vaharashchanim. And people who also get angry too fast so they can't think clearly. The anine hadas. And people who are anine hadas, people who um, will say, uh, will translate this as others must walk on eggshells around them at all times. You can never be honest with them. Okay? The Omar of Yosef, and Rabbi Yosef says, Kulu isnuhubi, I need to be careful about all these traits. I can get too compassionate, I can get too angry, and... Um, I'm very sensitive uh, to these things. These are areas that I need to work on in order to live, right? Otherwise, you're never... This is such a chash of a gemara. Because otherwise, you're, what does it mean? You're, it's not worth living. It means you pushin, can't live your own life. You're too busy living everybody else's life. You're too compassionate or you get too angry. You're too... You're never living for yourself and that's a very sad thing. There's three groups of people that hate each other. Elohena, klovim, dogs, tarnagailim, chickens, vahachabarim. And chabarim. Um, okay? Chabarim apparently are a group of people that don't get along well with dogs, chickens, v'yesh aimrim, av, hazainas, zainas as well. When you, have, uh, when you have women involved in immorality, they also, as much as they pretend they're working together, they really hate each other's guts. They're constantly in competition with each other. For people's attention, the Yeshayim and some say Av Tamidei Chachamim Shabbavavel, even the Tamidei Chachamim in Bavel. Okay, what does it mean the Even Tamidei Chachamim in Bavel? So the Mefarshim explain over here that compared to the Tamidei Chachamim in Eretz Yisrael, who would work very closely together to get to the MS, 
the Tomide Chom and Babel would kind of struggle with each other to try to show um, why their viewpoint was correct. Okay, that was like the the underlying basis for the discussion is that I think I'm right, you think you're right, and I'm going to show you why I'm right, and you're going to show me why you're right, and we're going to keep going. Yes, we might end up at the MS, but that wasn't like the underlying factor the same way it was for the Tamid Chomim in Eretz Yisrael. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Shloy Shoyvim says, there's three good people that love each other. Elohein, Agerim, Avodim, Ba'arvim. People convert to Judaism, Avodim, servants, the Arvim, and a crow, okay? The bird, the crow. These three categories of people are very humble. They're very humble uh, groups. They don't, they, they don't have very high expectations, and therefore, they have an easier time being kind to each other. And there are four categories of people as well whose das, their minds, cannot be soivel. Okay, meaning the Rashbam says that other people look at these groups and we think to ourselves, what are you thinking? Elohim, Dalgea. You have somebody who doesn't have a penny to his name and he walks around like he's... Uh, he's Maish Kulstein, you know what I mean? Where, where, where are you coming from? What are you doing? What's going on? But Asher Mechachish, okay? And it's somebody who can afford things and they're stingy. They, 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 they can't spend a, a buck. It's like, what's your problem? Right? You have enough in your bank account, spend a little bit of money. Why, why, what are you all bent, what are you getting all excited about this? The Zakein Menai. And an older person who's got a good name, he's had a good life. And then all of a sudden, they, he starts uh, getting involved in all sorts of uh, sexual transgressions and immorality. You know, you, you built up such a great thing for yourself. What are you messing this all up for at this stage? And a communal leader who uh, is arrogant for no particular reason. All right? No particular reason. Meaning, God, look what I did. I did this, I did that. And all of a sudden, things get tough. They start... Uh, Distancing themselves from others, like uh, uh, it's not you know you, you take the good of the leadership and not the, the pain. The and some say a person who divorces his wife um, once and then goes ahead and takes her back and you know does it again. Says the Gemara, like make up your mind: are you with this person or are you not with this person? What's going on over here with this divorce situation? Betanakama. Well, the Tanakama, the uh, Zimna, he says, the Ksuvasa Meruba. He says, no, he says, he says, uh, sometimes it does make sense. You know why? People get married, then they get divorced, and divorce could cost a lot of money. And at a certain point, a person might say, hey, you know what? It's worthwhile for me to get back into this marriage. Uh, I prefer, you know, the, the uh, one type of pain over the other type of pain. Or if the couple has children together, by Matsi Megarishla. And either way, the two are going to have to work together uh, to raise the kids. And uh, ultimately, the guy determines, yes, I got divorced. You know what? I'll take her back because, you know, the, the, the you know, I'm, I'm well, what's it called? You're between a rock and a hard place, you know? So uh, in order to raise the kids, it's easier for us to live in the same house. Hamish Devarim Tziva Kanan is born of Kanan, gave five instructions to his sons. And now we're going to know why. Uh, when we came into the land of Eretz Yisrael, we were obligated to kill out the Canaanim. Ahabu Zazah. 
love each other. Why is this bad? Because, look at the rest. You should love to steal. Love to have uh, immorality. Hate your bosses. And never speak the truth. This is why the first one is terrible. Because if you're going to live a life of loving to steal, loving immorality, hating your master, and never speaking the truth, in order for that to be successful, you need to love each other, otherwise somebody's going to spill the, spill the beans. So that's why even the, the, the command of Canaan to his children of love each other, it's only so that you can get away with all the other stupidity that I want you to do. And this is what the Canaanim lived off of, and that's why when the Yidden came into Eretz we had to get rid of them. Because you, you can't function as a society, and they're just going to destroy Kal Yisrael. There's six things that are said about a horse. Keep in mind that we're going in numbers, right? So we said there's, there's uh, three categories of people. Um, we said there's three categories of uh, people who hate, who hate each other. And then we said there's three categories of people that love each other. There's four that we're going in numbers. Four that nobody can understand why they do what they do. Five instructions of Canaan. And now we're up to six things about a horse. A horse loves zenos, okay? Loves to uh, um, mate and have relations with various uh, other horses. It loves the sounds of war. It loves going out to war. It's very arrogant. It does not like to sleep. Tries its best to stay awake. Eats a lot. And has very little uh, dung. And some say, it also, uh, it also would prefer that the rider get off of it and end up being killed in war because then it could run free and hang out with all the other horses. That's the group of, and, and, and mate with them. I mean, that goes back to number one. What's the number seven? There are seven groups of people who are menudin lashamayim. They are, they are put in cherem. From Shemayim Elohim Yehudi She'ein Lai Isha, a Jew who purposely chooses, not that it ends up not getting married, but a Jew who purposely chooses to not get married. Why does that purposely choose? Why is that person set aside? Because they're saying, I'm going to set myself up for a life of, of uh, immorality. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to get married because then I need to remain faithful to one person, a person who lives with that mindset. Because the says, why, why can't you make a commitment? What's the problem? You shouldn't be able to remain faithful to, uh, to one person. Again, so Elohim, Yudhi Shein Laisha, a person who does not want to be faithful. A person who has a wife, and him and his wife, they can have children, but they choose, Tysus here says, they choose not to have children. They don't want to have children. We're not interested in bringing children into the world, which is a mitzvah, a person who has children, and he turns them away from the study of Torah. What are you turning your children away from uh, From the, the core of the world? A person who doesn't have tefillin on his head, and, and uh, tefillin on his head, and tefillin on his arm, what is this referring to? This is referring to somebody who keeps Hashem in our minds and in our actions. Or a person who wears a four-cornered garment and does not put on tzitzis, or does not 
to put shoes on his feet. Why? This is very interesting. Because shoes on his feet, as we saw in yesterday's daf, represents being very base. We said like a Talmud Chacham, you know, the instruction to show, a Talmud Chacham has to wear shoes on. Always make sure you have shoes on your feet. Because it, it leads to a, a dignified approach to the world. person who can walk around barefoot is basically saying, I don't care about anything. I don't care about my feet. I don't care about my health. I don't care about you. I don't care about dirt. I don't care. No, you were supposed to care about certain things. And therefore, there's a certain amount of stolz, a little bit of, of humanity, arrogance, that a person is obligated to have, as we said yesterday morning on Shabbos in the Berchas HaChodesh. Uh, for Nisan, we said that we should live a life of Chayim Shal Osher V'chavod. Right? A, a life of, of Osher, of wealth, V'chavod, and honor. What are you supposed to, why are you diving for a life of wealth and honor? No, it doesn't mean to, to be a, a multimillionaire or that we're running after Kavod. We're not supposed to run after Kavod. What it means is I should have enough to, financially to live on and have enough respect for myself and from others so that, uh, so that I have standards. That's really the, the word we're looking for over here. A person has to have a certain amount of standards. Some say, Okay? A person who there's a group of people involved in a mitzvah, and I separate myself from that group, so I'm separated from Shemayim. Amar Rabba Barbachana, Amar Shul Bar Marta, Amar Rab Mishum Ravasi, Ish Hutzel, from the town of Hutzel, who was a, yeah, from the town of Hutzel. How do you know? That if you wanna, if you want advice, you should not talk to chaldayim. Now, who are chaldayim? Chaldayim are people who live their lives based upon uh, constellations. Okay, I don't know if if it's astrologers. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but basically, people go to them, and uh, people go to them for advice. Don't go to the people for advice. Okay, how do you know not to? She never says, "Tamem tiyam Hashem your decision should be based upon Hashem. I don't know if my friend's a little bit greater than me in one area. That I should give him covet for that. I should give him Because of a little bit of Ruach Yaseira that's in this person, a little bit of extra thing that's in this person. The king wanted to raise him up. I'll call Mahusa over the entire kingdom. So you see, even a little bit of something should be entirely, even if somebody's a little bit over me, so my entirety should give this person covered by Yeshev Asadam Torah, Surah Lashamish, and a woman who also is in her Yemei uh, Tahara, her days of, of uh, purity, which is when a woman, following a baby, there's a certain amount of days. For a male, it's 40 days. For a female, it's 80 days. Total of 80 days. Where if she sees dam, she remains uh, she remains to her. Um, so even if she uh, the the Rashbam explains that usually during her yemei tara she's she's allowed to have relations with her husband. Okay, even if there's blood, if it's yemei tara, it's to her blood. There's no concern. Um, but if you, it's very important that towards the last couple days of your yemei tara to refrain from relations. Because now it's like too close to the end of those days and you may forget the exact cutoff point. You know, that's what led to the Chet right? We were one day off. With Maish Rabbeinus, when you're counting that amount of days, a person can make a mistake. Ad Kama, how long? Rav says, you only have to wait one Aina. 
Okay, if you're if you're expecting now to have blood of tumma, you got to wait one ayin, which is which is um, a time either one day time period or one night time period. Tana, we learned in a brisa who Yosef is Hutzel, who Yosef Vavli. Yosef of Hutzel is also known as Yosef from Bavel, who Isi ben Gur Arye. He's also Isi, the son of Gur Arye. Who Isi ben Yehuda is also known as Isi ben Yehuda. Isi ben Gamliel, who Isi ben Mahalala Lumashmai, and his real name was Isi ben Akavia Shmai. His real name was Isi ben Akavia, and we just give him all these different names because he was a very chashuva tamachacham, and just uh, uh, apparently. Each one of these names gives off a different uh, element of his chashivas. And there's sometimes we refer to him as, you know, some people say, oh, this guy is generous. This guy is honest. This person, well, so we give him all these different names because of his greatness. Who Rav Yisak ben Tavla, who Rav Yisak ben Chakla. Yisak ben Tavla is also known as Yisak ben Chakla. Who Rav Yisak ben Ilah, and he's also known as, as Rav Yisak ben Ilah, who Rav Yitzchak. Ben Acha, uh, 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 who he's also he, uh, he is says the Gemara top of tomorrow's daf. Rabbi Yisak Ben Acha Shmaitzahu. When we say Rabbi Yisak Ben Acha, this is a Shmaitza. Rabbi Yisak Ben Pinchas Agarta. If you say Rabbi Yisak Ben Pinchas, that means we're about teaching Agarta. The Simanoch and the way to remember if you're going to learn Alacha or Nagarta, Shmauni Achai ve Ami. Shmauni, that is Rabbi Shimon Ben Acha, is is a Halacha. Um, and that is Shemuni Achai Vaami. Achai Vaami, so Shemuni looks like a Shmaitza, which is Agadita, and the word Achai represents Halacha. Okay, last piece of Gemara before the Mishnah, we'll hold it here for today. Um, Rabbi Barbachan, Rabbi Yechana, Mishbeid, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Loi. Rabbi Barbachan says, Rabbi Yechana, send the name of Yudah, Rabbi Loi. Echol Botzel, Vishay Betzel. If you eat an onion, eat an onion and sit in the shade. Right, play on words. Right, an onion is called a uh, batzal, and bitzel is also shade, which reminds me uh, tangentially of the famous story that came out with Chaim Kanievsky, where you know people hack him up with all sorts of things that I guess they're just bored. I don't know, but they hack him up with all sorts of shilas, and they asked somehow it came up. They asked him how many times Maisha Rabbeinu's name is said in the Torah. I have no clue uh, what it is. So I'm going to make up a number. So Rav Chaim Kanievsky said it's 423. I'm making up that number. I don't know if he actually said that, right? But here's the story. They said to Rav Chaim, how many times Moshe Benu's name? He says 423. Okay. They come back to him 10 minutes later. They did a computer check. They said, Rav Chaim, you're wrong. It's 424. That's why he's 424 times. Rav Chaim says, no, the computer's wrong. And I'll tell you the computer's mistake. In Parsha's boy by the Karim Pesach, it says, Vim yimat habayis vihiyais mise mem shinhei. It's too small to be for a sheep. It's spelled the same way as Maish Rabbeinu's name. And the computer thinks it's Maish Rabbeinu's name. It's really nuts. Not only did Reb, did Reb Chaim know how many times is Maish Rabbeinu's name, but it's the same. He knew the mistake of the computer. So that's over here, right? Betzel, Batzal, to eat an onion and to sit in the shade is Kedai to do. And don't get too used to eating chickens and geese. Because then you're going to get all into all these fancy foods and your life's going to be taken over by, uh, you're going to be uh, too involved in food. Yeah, food's meant to give us fuel and you're allowed to enjoy it. But when people start talking about a hacking the whole day, that's not what life's about. You should lessen the amount that you eat and drink. Don't spend so much money on fancy foods and instead use it for your family. 
you have more important things to spend it on. Kiyosa Ula Amar, when Ula came from Babel, he said, Matla Matlin Bimaraba, they used to hang the following words in Eretz Yisrael. Notice they would hold this up and live by this. The Achil Al Yasa, if you eat the fat tail, Toshi Ba'ali Yasa, then you're going to have to hide in your attic because you're not going to have any money to pay back your debts. You, you're spending all your money on fancy foods, and therefore the family is going to have no money to live on. To Achil Kakule, and a person who eats vegetables, akikli de masa shachiv, then he can even sleep out in public. That's what it means, akikli de masa. You can sleep out in public where all the people are walking around, you'll have no problem. You know why? You eat your tomatoes, eat your cucumbers, eat healthy, not so involved in the fancy meats. You'll have plenty of money where when you walk down the street, you're not embarrassed of anybody. Oh, I borrowed money from you. Da, 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 da. No, there's going to be no improv. You're, you're an honest person. You're straight up. You have what you need. You live, and you'll be able to you'll be comfortable being visible to the greater public. We're up to the Mishnah on Kuf Yadal and Aleph. We'll hold it here for today. Bez Hashem, pick up tomorrow evening at 7.30. Agut Tavach and Agut Mechayish.